Hello, hello everybody, welcome back. We have just finished the 17 Lavin that the Chavetz Chaim enumerates that one will typically be over, will typically violate if he's in the habit of speaking Lashon Hara. So the Chavetz Chaim concludes with the following words. Harechi Shavnu, we have now counted, we have now listed Shiva Osir Lavin, 17 prohibitions. Haregilin Lava, which are common to occur, to come about, Al Yudei Sipur Lashon Hara V'Rechilas, through one speaking Lashon Hara and Rechilas. Okay. V'harbe Mehalavin Hanal, and many of the Lavin, says the Chavetz Chaim, are not just ordinary lavin, but they are very severe lavin. which carry with it the punishment of misa Kimo, for example, al somebody who's who degrades a widow and an orphan, as we discussed. The al Hashem, as the Chavetz Chaim discussed. The harbimehen, and many of them shenogeab haba. Many of them are things which could affect a person's eternity. Kigon, like for example, we, what we discussed. Malbim barabim. If somebody. Um, uh, embarrasses somebody in public, and if somebody honors himself by putting down himself, by putting down his friend, which these are all violations which will happen, to somebody who accustoms himself to, to this very severe sin of Lashon Hara. So the the Chavetz Chaim has listed now seventeen lavin. The Chavetz Chaim explained earlier in the end of his Hagdama, at the end of his Hagdama, the reason why he listed all of these lavin. And the Chavetz Chaim writes the following words: Sheula yiten Hashem that maybe he's hoping that Hashem will make it shal yedekach that through him listing all of these lavin and putting it into sharp focus. The incredible damage that comes about through Lashon Hara, Yinagef Hayetzer, the Yetzer will be pushed off. The Yetzer will, for, to speak Lashon Hara, will be pushed away. Biroso as Goldel Hamahuma, when he's when the person sees the great. Um, Overturning of, of, of all that is good, and the great stumbling block that a person is, is stumbling in, when a person sees all the different aspects of destruction, as we've discussed, that will create a motivation for the person that, hey, I better figure this out. I better devise strategies to ensure that I'm not going to stumble in this prohibition. But the truth is that it really goes a step further. There is a tshuva, a response from Reb Chaim Volozhner, brought in the Shailos with Tshuvas Chod HaMesholosh Simen Ches, which is brought in the Chedush HaLev in Parshas Vayigash, that there was a story, in the times of Reb Chaim Volozhner, there was an aguna, a woman who did not have a proper heter, was not able, none of the Rabbanim were able to find the heter, a allowance for her to remarry because there hadn't been sufficient evidence of her husband's death. And they came, they sent the question, this, this woman was in Vilna, and they sent the question to Reb Chaim Volozhner. Reb Chaim Volozhner at the time had become the final say, the final word on these matters. And they came to Reb Chaim Volozhner, and he worked extremely hard, and he actually found a, a heter. He was able to discover an allowance for this woman to remarry. And Reb Chaim Volozhner describes why it was that he was able to find this heter when nobody else 
else was. And he writes, it's not, it does not, he says it's not because he's greater than everybody else. It's not because he has more knowledge than the other Abonim who had attempted to find the heter but came up short. He says, rather, it was because this is something which had become my responsibility. The buck stopped by him. It was his, he felt a sense of responsibility that he must find a heter for these agunos, and in this particular case, for this aguna. Now, was it a valid heter that he found or not? If it was a valid heter, so then why wasn't he able to find it? even without this sense of achrayas. And if it's not a valid heter, then it's not okay for him to come up with it, obviously. So, of course, the answer is obvious that there was a heter, a legitimate heter, but it was elusive. It was something which wasn't so simple to come up with. And it was actually beyond his, beyond the reach of the Rabbanim. The Rabbanim cannot, were not able, the depth, the complexity of this allowance was something which was out of their reach. And the truth is, it was also out of the reach of Reb Chaim Volozhner. But Reb Chaim Volozhner says, but because I had this sense of responsibility, I had to find the Hector. There was no choice. That is something which expanded his kochos. It expanded his capacity, his abilities. And that which was previously impossible became possible. When a person has the the hechroch, has the need that there's no other way, he has the sense that I need to find an answer, I need to find a way, then he will find a way. Then he becomes able to find a way, even if he was previously unable. So that similarly over here, when we see Lashon Hara in its true form, all the terrible destruction, devastation, in terms of the spiritual devastation, in terms of the relationships, and all areas of our life, not only does that give us a motivation to find means and ways of steering clear of this prohibition of Lashon Hara, but it actually could function to increase our abilities to be able to come up with ideas which previously we perhaps wouldn't have been able to come up with. So in conclusion, it is very challenging, very challenging. But when we truly realize every aspect of the destruction, of the devastation, of the consequences of speaking Lashon Hara, then that which is insurmountable becomes surmountable because there's just no choice. We have to find a way and make it work. Have a wonderful night.